All right, welcome back to the Face Off Spot. This is your host, Adam Larson, and you are tuned into episode 32. Episode 32, we're getting up there in numbers. All right, well, as always, we are sponsored by Rube's Brews, okay? Please check them out on Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. They have all of those uh, things coming up. And I always kind of do this thing where I forget to pull up the message that Rubes wanted me to say, but I'm doing that right now. So I'm buying a little bit of time. But he wants to tell you that there is a new release in stock from Rubes Brews. It's the Crazy Cousin Eddie's Winter Ale, Toasted Caramel, Holiday Spices, and Orange Peel. It is happiness in your mouth. It pairs perfectly with a night by the fire. Oh, night by the fire. Very nice. Okay. And then uh, you can DM them on Facebook, Instagram, like I said, and or Twitter. And stay tuned for the return of Bananas Foster Hefeweizen. I think I said that right. Hefeweizen? Yeah, Hefeweizen. And then we have the Honey Pilsner and a uh, Juicy IPA coming out this spring. Okay. So always like to thank Rubes Brews for their um, sponsorship and just uh, for being a good guy because he's really involved in this show, but he works during the day and we've had a lot of these day uh, podcast episodes lately. So anyway, he hasn't been able to be here, but there's a good chance that you will catch him on next week episode that we already have scheduled. So uh, make sure you tune into that. All right. Well, hey, so I have two guys that uh, if you've uh, listen to the show for a while. Um, you're going to know these guys already. And we've had, you know, these great, uh, these great episodes, I feel like, and these great guests for the past few episodes. But every once in a while, you know, I just, I kind of want to hang out with my buddies and I kind of just want to, I want to get together with them because I don't actually get to see these guys, I feel like, unless I ask them on the podcast. So I feel like this is the only way. And, you know, the, uh, uh, don't say anything yet because I don't want to, you know, give out your information yet. But these guys know that the only time I can see them is when they come on. And I just, this won't be the first little bit of uh, throwing you guys under the bus because I like to do that with both you guys, but uh, it'll probably happen throughout the episode. So I hope you guys know that this is all in love. Uh, I care about both of you very much, and I'm glad that you came back on. We are going to get into a little bit of NHL because we don't usually do that, and I feel like we just have to every once in a while, but uh, usually if you want to get your NHL news, there's tons of other podcasts that talk about that every single week, and that's not us, but we do like to check in with that. But I do have two of my favorite people and two of the uh, show's most favorite guests. I have my partner in crime. I'm Matt Taylor. Hey, Adam. How's it going, buddy? Matt Taylor, it's so good to see you. I'm sure there's people that have listened to the show. They know your name, but they don't know your voice. So this is what Matt Taylor sounds like, everybody. Matt Taylor in the flesh. Yeah, it, it's been a while, but it's been a while. It's, been a it's while. good to be back and get to hang out with you guys. So. <sighs> you know, I just always uh, always appreciate getting to spend time with you. I know that we had lunch plans that you bailed out on, um, and uh, you didn't actually reach out to me to tell me that you were bailing out on them. I had to reach out to you, say, hey, what, you know, what time is lunch? Uh, you responded with, oh, I'm going to bail. So you probably already had that in mind. I guess I was an afterthought in that situation, but you're here now, and that's what really matters, so I appreciate you coming in. Yeah, I, uh, it, work, right? Yeah, well, yeah, you got work, kids, whatever. But, you know, I just feel like sometimes when you make plans for lunch, sometimes you could follow through with those. But uh, you had some things go down at work, which I certainly understand. And then we have uh, the Guinness Book of World Records for uh, being on the face-off spot. Over here to my right, we have Corby and Tropic. Corby, thanks for coming on again. Hello, hello. What's so, up? So this is, we were trying to figure this out before. You are on episode four of the face-off spot. You were, this is your fourth. Sorry, oh, fourth. this is your fourth. I think I was on episode four too. <laughs> no, 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 uh, no, no. Actually, I think you were because that was the one where you and Newman both came on. I think yeah. that was number four because Rubes is number three. Matt, you were somewhere around there. Um, but anyway, good to have uh, have both you guys on. Like I said, uh, there will be a little shade thrown during this episode towards you guys, but uh, nothing, uh, nothing but love. Why don't I just start it? Why wasn't I invited to lunch? 
Well, well, so oh man, oh no, this is a double cross. This was a double cross. So I'll get. I got a good answer for you though, okay, Corby. Go ahead. You sent me a picture of your calendar. Oh, I did. You it are did 100%. Say, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, I'm hey, out. no, I'm hey, no, let, let's I'm all, kidding. let's all take this moment. Let's all take this moment. And, uh, cause I know for a second there, it seemed like I just was a bad friend. You just when in actuality, I knew that Corby had sent me a, his, his personalized calendar, which was very full. Uh, he has a, a newborn baby, but, uh, he sent me the calendar and it said that you were busy until when Corby and Tropic? 2.30. 2.30. And yeah. when were we probably going to go out to lunch? Well, probably a little bit earlier than that, Matt Taylor. So, I mean, as long as I can clear. So far, not looking good for anybody but me. Okay, good friend here, Adam Larson talking. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, really happy to have you guys on. I do want to get into a little bit of NHL. But before that, I just I need to get an update on how your guys' lives are doing because, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm involved in a way, but I also feel like I haven't seen you guys in a while. So, um, Corby, let's start with you because you have uh, – and we, we always kind of give an update on how your, how your baby is doing. It's still considered a baby, right? Right. Yeah, it's he's still baby. About five months yeah. now. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, we're we're just getting our schedule down. Uh, you know, naps every day and what time bedtime is, things like that. And well, I get two times a week. I get to play hockey now, which hey, is good. That's not bad. Yeah. Some people get like one or sometimes I know. Zero. So I'm, like two's I feel not lucky. Bad. Yeah, you know, that's not bad. But so, I, I feel like if anybody's listened to the previous episodes with Corby, what everybody really wants to know is. Has 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 your has your child picked hockey or water polo yet? Because this is really what I am kind of looking forward to. Because you said you weren't going to push him. Your wife is a very good water polo player. You're a good hockey player. But um, whenever I ask about your child, I do care about your child. But I'm not going to lie. There's a there's a big part of me that is just really wanting the hockey. Uh, to win. True story. Right now, he is at the NRH Rec Center swimming. Oh, oh, <laughs> interesting. His, interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's so, funny how that works. So out. she took him swimming as soon as uh, she mm. got home. So uh -huh. I was like, all right, well. Uh, so we're we're not we're not really trying to push him in any sort of direction, but we're maybe yeah, you know. I don't know. Uh, I'm not pushing. Spit, spit, yeah, well, I know. I'm not saying you're he pushing. Can't even talk yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but no. But here's the thing: it's like uh, it's kind of like the movie Inception. You kind of put these things in there, like before, like they don't even know what's going on. But you're like hockey rink, ice, stick, puck, and they get used to it, and they get older, and they don't even realize why they're so comfortable around it. Well, he likes watching the hockey and the Mamaru, so yeah, there you go, and it calms him down. It's yeah. one of the only things. So, so I don't know if it's just the white or the movement. Or... So you're talking to somewhat of a bachelor that has no children. Um, so when you say Mamaru, is this like I'm assuming it's a swinging? Is a swinging it is. seat? It's a swinging little chair. I wish they made adult ones because they look so comfortable. <laughs> yeah, right. And there's yeah. they go in all different, like there's a car uh -huh. and then there's, you know, yeah. there's all sorts of, I'm well, sure Matt has one. Matt, do you, do, you, do you have a swing? We, do, we don't have one anymore. We, we definitely did. Yeah. Uh, we watched a lot of hockey in like the... The man baby pouch. Yeah. We would, we would, as he was crying, we'd put him in the pouch and, and he'd just kind of sit there and be held and we'd watch, we'd watch Stars games. Right. Cause your eyes are pointing in the same direction. That's right. He gets to watch the game. You get to watch the game. It looks like you're being a good parent because you're <laughs> technically, you're, you're, you couldn't be any closer to your child at that point. But you're watching the hockey game. But you're watching the hockey game. See, you guys got to figure it out. Because I always kind of wondered, you know, people are like, oh, Adam, you're going to have kids. I'm like, well, I'm kind of far out from that. But it is one of those things to where, like, I would have a hard time just, I would want to bring that child along with me in whatever I'm involved in, whether or not it be watching hockey at that time or whatnot. So it's nice to know that uh, kids can't completely get in your way and ruin your hobbies. So as long as we can all agree on that, I think we'll be okay. Yep. 
See, the funny part is like, I don't have to, uh, I don't have to answer to anybody. So you guys still have to answer your wives and everything. So sometimes I kind of set you guys up for uh, saying something that might be a little uh, edgy to your partners, but uh, you guys didn't fall for it. So I'm really, no, you guys are, you guys know what you're doing. This probably isn't your uh, first rodeo (laughs) here, but uh, well, uh, good to know that uh, both of the families are doing well. Um, But I kind of want to move on just a little bit here to, uh, I know that we're trying to, uh, between the three of us, we're kind of trying to get a, a good picture of what this NHL season has been so far. And like I said, we, you know, we don't really dive in a lot to the NHL, but I watch it. Matt Taylor watches it. Corby watches it. So it's one of those things between the three of us, I think we can give a pretty good uh, uh, description of what we think about it so far. So um, for me personally, uh, with being a Stars fan and a Colorado Avalanche fan, I love the season so far. I think it's great. I think the, the Avalanche look amazing. I think the Stars look very good. I would say better uh, than I expected them to, but I'm kind of, I'm, I'm living good. I'm living good right now. I don't know how you guys are, but, uh, I know you guys are both just, you know, strictly diehard stars fans, which is good. But, um, Matt Taylor, what are you seeing this season? What's, what's going on? Yeah. So, I mean, we've definitely been watching the stars games. We had to, we had to dig around and find, you know, a new service to watch. Yeah. Since, that's been a big since, deal. Since the regional sports networks, um, have, have kind of dropped all the streaming services, but we've, we found one, we've been watching the stars games. I've also been watching a lot of the, uh, the Canadian division. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of hatred in that division. Yeah, it's it's, it's raw. It's, it's been funny. a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, and it's never not fun to watch Connor McDavid, right? Oh yeah. I for mean, sure. he can. He's he's pretty good. Uh, did you guys? Sorry to interrupt. Did you guys see the goal the other night where he skated literally through like everybody and then yeah. just kind of gave it that little like. Uh, Far side and was and it wasn't even too bothered by it. Well, and the other thing too is most of the time after he scores, like he's just kind of solid and whatever. He gave a smirk, and I don't usually see that little smirk, but he had his little smirk because he knew that that was unreal. Yeah, what a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> that's like a that's a drop in move, right? Oh there. no, it is for sure. It is for sure. <laughs> and the other thing too is like you know you kind of look, uh, you know, because you're I kind of had it on what what do you call one of those uh, gifs or short videos, or whatever. Whatever the young kids are calling it these days, but uh, it kind of had the whole thing, and uh, it's almost like after that was scored. Every defenseman got as far away from the net as possible to be like, I don't want to be in camera. I want to be out of this camera shot. I want to be as far away. Like, I don't want people to know I just got beat. But getting beat like that, not to be whatever, but it'd be hard not to get beat like that. I mean, if you look, if you if you rewatch that highlight, I mean, it's like, well, he's going fast, very fast. And this guy is going backwards. Not that quick. All he has to do is get that puck past that guy in any sort of capacity and with enough time to shoot, which is what he did. I think the the biggest thing was his time that he received the puck after he put it past that defenseman. He only had a small window to make a move and he was still able to do that. So that's how I saw the play. Yeah, Morgan Riley, that defenseman's one of the best skaters. Oh yeah, in the no, no, too. it wasn't. So, yeah, no, and he's gotten walked twice <laughs> by McDavid. Uh, remember the last Dipsy Doodle head? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was yeah. Morgan Riley, yeah. which. If you're a Leafs fan or hockey wonder, fan in but, general, you know how good of a skater he is. You guys, but do you guys ever think about what that would look like to have him, you playing defense, you're skating backwards and have him coming down on you, what that would look like? I might accidentally drop the stick so he trips over. Well, but the thing is, <laughs> what you see a lot of people do, I feel like, and I feel like this is the smartest route, is to just turn around, skate as fast as you can forward. Just know you're going to get beat. Know that you cannot skate backwards and, and keep, keep up with him. You just get that stick in the lane and hope he trips himself. 
you know what I mean? To where it's there, but he maybe drive yeah, just as far possible as you can. But depending on what side he goes to and whether or not you're right or left handed, that stick even being out there is not going to be strong enough to get him from like cutting in towards the middle. It, if his, that makes sense, his edge work is just incredible. It no. doesn't matter which side he's going to; he can cut inside or cut back outside, and it's it seems like it's no effort. <laughs> well, and the I think that one thing uh, McDavid and uh, McKinnon does a good job about this too. But if you look at them. They're skating fairly forward, but they're just changing up their crossovers. So it's like right over left, right over left, right over left, then left over right, left over right. And they're gaining so much more power just from doing continual crossovers than trying to just skate straight. So the other thing with that is, too, is that, you know, if you're a defenseman and you're looking at that guy and that guy's going right over left, right over left, right over left, you're picking a side. Now, all of a sudden, he throws a left over right. And you're like, okay, well, now I got to head a little bit this way. Oh, but the next one is right. So it's much more deceptive when you're doing your crossovers instead of just skating straight and then throwing in like an occasional crossover. You know what I mean? Because it's almost just like, okay, I can go one left or two left or three left, or I could go two left, one right, you know? So it's like you're always having to kind of try and match with a guy that's gaining speed off his crossovers. You never know which way he's going to go left or right. Um, but it's almost like, I feel like that's the way the game's like head did. Like you see these new guys that are coming out and they kind of like see what people that are successful in the NHL are doing. And I feel like players with that skill set will be, because it is a certain skill set. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're better than some of these other players, but that certain skill set is working better in the NHL right now, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, the evolution of that, though, is then what? Yeah, like, yeah. It, it, Are we going to go to European rinks? Because if you skate too, too much and too yeah. fast, then there's not a bounds in this game. Oh, yeah, so, no, 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 yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I am I think it's cool, and, but and I Crosby will... brought all this up, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, so McKinnon is great, and, but look at the stars too. They have Hens, who's like super fast in the neutral zone. Now he's learning how to play in the offensive zone. Now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Well, what are we turning to? Yeah, well, I don't know. What's but, next? Is well, it? well, it's uh, it's amazing though. Like I feel, I mean, because I watched NHL quite a bit last year, but I feel like you're watching so many more younger players have greater value than you did before. Like there's kids just coming in and it's like they know these new things or new whatever. It's like it's almost like they've been playing a different game than some of the guys that I feel like there's some guys in the NHL that have that have had to adapt to how the game's been changing. But these younger kids have been able to adapt much easier because they you know what I mean? Like they've been they've been fresher in it. And, you know, if you want to say like maybe the standard of uh, player standard of play, maybe that changed, I don't know, eight years ago or whatever. Like these kids have already been playing the way that that change has been and now instead now you're playing against some some older guys that are great great hockey players but those guys have had to adapt to those changes instead of the kids now just like living in it in 10 years it's going to be a bunch of it's going to be just like world juniors like it's going to be just all fast pace yeah uh i think shelf life is going to be like five years going to be like gymnasts where it's like all right you're you know, whatever not you know even you People know keep coming up and they're better and better now and like look at new guys coming in you don't even know who they are and they're mm-hmm. coming in and they're putting up points like look at like, look at delandria like he wasn't really a big scorer oh, yeah, junior yeah. or anything yeah, yeah. and he looks like he's going to be a scorer in this league oh yeah no so uh-huh. um but he he uh but he look but he can do a bit of everything you know what I mean which looks nice um it, it's just like a good look and I was talking to Lucas when he was on here last week about him but it was just one of those where it's like he just looks like a well rounded like you know player and maybe because he got drafted was it 2018 he got drafted when it was here yeah was so it? I think yeah oh, I might be wrong I might be right you, 17 or 18 go, yeah and go, you Google it um but anyway <laughs> he uh it's just one of those to where like you look out there and maybe he isn't 
as valuable then as he is now because the game's changed a little bit. And he's not a big player, but he's smart and he is savvy and he's he's hard on the puck or whatnot. But it's one of those to where, you know, now his time is like, oh, like these young kids, they can make a huge impact now just with the way that things have changed. And uh, I do have to give you credit on this because I'm a big Avalanche fan, but I had not seen Bynum play. Byron. And you, by, sorry, Byron. Yeah. Um, but I had not seen him play. And then he's, he played his first game the other night and I watched it. He's insane. He's going to be so good. Yeah. And we, we have Miguel McCarr. We got him, or I should say, one of my favorite teams has them. I was Devontae's. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, and then even Gerard, and like, if you look at their defensive core, it's like, this is just sick. This is so good. And if you've, uh, I've watched uh, maybe one full uh, Avalanche game, and the rest of them I've made sure to catch up on all the highlights, which I feel like give you a pretty decent uh, idea of what happened there. But like some of the plays that they're making are just like, you were saying like drop-in plays. They're just like... Tape to tape to tape. Rantanen does his little like knee down one time. Like they're they're just, and it's funny. I was talking to my buddy about this the other day, but sometimes like if you're the general manager of a team, you're looking and it's like the team that's out there right then necessarily isn't that general manager's vision for what he wants that team to be. Give him a few years, see what it is. But if you look out there, I just feel like the avalanche right now, you look at all of them and they're like, oh, this is, this is what Joe Sackick wanted. Because all of those players have just this, this con- the, you know, they can all play a little bit differently, but they all complement each other in the same way. They can all do certain things the same way and with the same skill set. And I just think it's cool when you see somebody's vision because it happened with Steve Eiserman, you know what I mean, down in Tampa. And it's like, oh, like if you give somebody enough time, they will absolutely find the players to build, you know? Yeah, it's a puzzle. You just got to put them all together. Yeah, right? but you also got to give them the time. And, um, but, you know, if you get a bad GM, you know, he could screw you for, what, eight years? You know, if he, if he depending on how long he's there. Yeah, if he knows he's on his way out too. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah which oh, is, okay. that, but that happens. Like, that, yeah. that does happen to where it's just like, oh. I, uh, there was rumors that uh, Rutherford was left, you know, Rutherford from the Penguins. Uh-huh. Uh, he resigned the other day and there was rumors because he was trying to trade Latang. Yeah. Oh, that, I don't, I just, I don't, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's probably trying to do better for his mm-hmm. organization by, you know, regenerating that, that team and yeah. getting some younger guys in and losing some cap. I think Latang makes eight, nine million a year. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, the funny thing though, and there's always been this just bit of disconnect, but there's, you know, you think of those general managers and I think they like to think that they know, and this is on a team by team basis, but I think they like to think oh, I'm cool with the guys and they know me and I like whatever. It's like, well, like, unless you're a part of that group, you don't know how certain decision decisions are going to affect that group. You know what I mean? Because right. you're not there, really. Yeah. You're, you're seeing it out on the ice, but you don't know. Well, he's also the same guy that trades his first-round pick every year. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't think the Penguins have a first-round pick in a couple of years. He'll trade it for someone who's two or three. Like, they tr- they got Casper Kapanen. Yeah. You know, like, they got Ryan Reeves a couple of years ago for a first-round pick, and then they ended up trading him to Vegas. But like, yeah. They, they He's like, I'd rather have a guy that's ready to go than, you know, yeah. see what happens. But... I mean, when you got Sid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, did you no. see, uh, I, I was watching the, I think it was a replay today because obviously they didn't play yet, but they must have played last night. Uh, did you see him try to do the backhand uh, Svechnikov? Yeah, it was awesome. Dude, he was close to getting it too. And that's difficult. Like that is not like an easy, this is in the NHL. Like it's hard to do in practice. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, the original Svech, I kind of got it figured out a little bit. So it kind of makes sense to me when you figure it out. But the backhand, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. But he's Sidney Crosby. So I guess in that point, it makes sense. Matt but, could do that. Matt Taylor? Uh, I did it once in the garage with my, <laughs> with my five-year-old. Uh, 
And it took about half an hour. Well, as long as you sullied really hard in front of your, uh, you know, five year old, full face wash. Oh, for sure, for sure. But you're just teaching him the way. Yeah, you're the just, truth. You're, you're yeah. just, you're this just, is this is the way. This is the way. <laughs> as soon as you score, I, uh, I and I know Corby and I have talked about this before, but I have this like very weird thing about scoring goals and then like celebrating. Like you can celebrate, but then there's like this line of like what's okay, what's permittable. Um, but I'm glad to see that you're telling your kid that really it's all about disrespecting the opponent as much as possible. <laughs> afterwards so i would I, I get a lot of side eye from the wife too well you know but so I, I'm, I'm sure we'll have we'll, we'll tone it down when it when he gets when he gets to the point where he's really I paying think attention it's good to do it young though you when know he, what I mean? when he won't remember no he doesn't you know when you, you know, talk about this later in life he won't be um it'll be more just like yeah my dad and i we played hockey in the garage and whatever he won't bring those things up i promise hey get it out of the way now yeah, <laughs> then when you while, act like you scored before, you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, while, yeah, while yeah. he can't beat me, we'll get it. Because in a couple <laughs> yeah. of years, he'll be faster than me. He'll shoot harder than me, and it, and it won't that's, matter. That's usually how it works. But then you can just be one of those parents that just vicariously lives through their kid, which is, I think, just the way that things go as far as being a hockey player. I see it happen quite a bit. Or it's just like, you know, oh, well, I used to be a good hockey player, but now eh, all my eggs are in this basket over here. And I'm going to just, you know, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but anyway, um, okay, so getting back into the NHL a little bit, because I, I want to do some NHL stuff while I got you guys here. So I get to talk to you about this, because I don't know if I want to really talk about this with anybody else. But um, uh, so getting kind of back to the stars, though, uh, what would you guys think about Ottinger? I think he's awesome. I think he's he's paid his dues. He's in the minors for a year, mm-hmm. um, he sat the bench all in the bubble, and mm-hmm. then, you know, I I think he's going to be a good goalie. I think so, too. I think so. There's certain things that, like, even if, like, because uh, you would say that his uh, first start or whatever, he played well. But, like, you know, it wasn't shocking or whatever, but at the same time, what a lot of people understand is that that is his first NHL game start. I mean, start. Yeah, he's not an athletic Type goalie, he's a take-up space mm-hmm. type goalie. Yeah, so. but but he knows that, and it's one of those to where, and Corby, actually, I keep going back to this, but we've talked about this before too, but like if you can just have a smart goalie that is as big, and he's a big guy, but it's one of those to where like if you can just be big and be smart and play the odds and play the chances, like I think you'll do okay playing this position. Yeah. Um, but like I'm excited for it, and you also have to think like, you know, uh, Kudobin is not the goalie of the future just because of his age, not of any other reason. But then obviously Bishop is not because of his age and also sort of his, you know, injuries. condition and injuries at, at this point. But, you know, you got to think that like there's a huge amount of uh, value in, in how he can play right now. So I was happy to see how he played, uh, how he played the other night. And it's nice to see, you know, after a long time of stars having really bad luck with with bringing up goalies. You know, we we had in the late '90s, early 2000s, a run of of stars drafted goalies. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then a long period of, of nothing and, and rentals and, and bits and pieces. Um, and then we thought, hey, Jack Campbell's going to be this next guy, and he didn't quite turn out to you know be what we'd hoped he'd be. And then another couple of years of, of you know picking up other guys, and finally this guy's been playing or playing down mm-hmm. um, for a while and kind of started to really turn it around. And you know now he's getting his chance to prove it. And I think that's now, that's a big piece in your in your team when you can develop a goalie mm-hmm. and not have to you know go out and find either an aging goalie or yep. or a goalie you have to really overpay for. Yeah, I think that's uh, a huge huge plus for the yeah. team. Yeah, uh, another thing I've really heard a lot about though is like his character. Like his character is really good, and like he's really just a solid teammate and just uh, you know. And I know goalies are usually pretty you know soft spoken, not heated uh, you know heated or whatever, but he's just very. Uh, uh, 
just an easy guy to get along with and an easy guy to root for. Um, and I was also talking to Lucas about this on the podcast, but I really do think that we have a team that um, with as defensively as we play, you almost have to play for one another, which kind of to me means that these guys at least care about each other. Um, unlike maybe New York Rangers at this point, but I guess that guy's gone. Um, but anyway, we'll get into that in a little bit. But I, I do believe that the Stars are a close group or a, a tight team because I believe that that uh, uh, just being able to be uh, a close-knit group and, and being able to get along with another, I do think that makes you a better hockey team overall um, and it expands your skill level if you can just kind of play on the same page. So if you're playing defensive hockey, you really do have to kind of be like all for one and one for all, that whole thing. Yeah, I uh, stars do block a lot of shots. Yeah, um, and uh, you can just tell they all like being around each other. And yeah, they're all having fun. Yeah. And what's weird though is they're playing with like a half American League team. Right yeah, yeah, now yeah. Uh-huh. forwards, and yep. they're still doing well. So yeah. whatever it's, the system is, these guys going, it's good. Well, yeah, yeah, I think it's really interesting too. It doesn't feel like this is. And maybe it's just me, but it doesn't feel like this is a separate season than that past one. This feels like it was just a long break, and the Stars had that great run, got mm-hmm. to the finals. And they just took a little break, and then they're just continuing from that point. Yeah, They've got a couple new guys in there, but like it doesn't feel like they spent all summer, and they went to the beach, and they did mm-hmm. all this stuff. They just kind of took a little break, went home, and then came back and started right up again. And it feels like that same group that went yeah. to the finals, they have that same kind of mentality. Yeah, and I do feel like, um, you know, because they're, they're doing well this season, but I, I mean, I feel like watching Carolina, like Carolina's just really good. Like, I, I, or at least that's what I took away from that. Like, I mean, that wasn't anything. I mean, the first game, you don't want to lose a game like that. Second time we played them, you know, it was a little bit closer. But, like, when you look at, like, some of the plays that they're able to make, uh, you know, especially with uh, Ajo, and, I mean, Ajo is probably one of the smartest players I think maybe I've ever seen play. Um, and just his ability and with, you know, Shvechnikov and all those other buddy, um, they just, they look really, like not to be whatever, but they kind of remind me of the Avalanche a little bit, just of the way that they move the puck. Yeah, they're really fast. Um, they've got a plethora of, flo- of forwards. Mm-hmm. They've got a ton of solid D. Like, they're they're scratching guys that could yeah. be on other teams' top But Mrazic's hurt, I think, or something. Mrazic's hurt. I'm saying they're defensemen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like, I, was, I don't I was even know if, if Brady Shea a top 4 D on that team. No, yeah. but he would be anywhere else. Um, and... You know, I think they're well coached. I think Rod Brindamore oh. was an unbelievable player and an mm-hmm. unbelievable yeah. like work ethic, and I think he's brought that in. And um, someone that I know, there's like if he's the first one there and he's working out every day, the other guys are yeah have uh, to follow. Like, oh, I guess I gotta well, do this. Yeah, it's funny because uh, I I heard the same thing that just like he's always like there. So it's like it's one of those things where it's like I'm doing it and I'm not even playing. Yeah. But I, I heard he's in uh, it's very a true good leader, shape. right? Someone yeah. that'll that'll ask you to do if they're your boss and they yeah. do the same thing that you would be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, they wouldn't ask you to do anything different. So. Well, but just like in um, you know, with Rod Brindamore, it's like he's not able to get to where uh where he's at without extreme like discipline. Not even just like in the way that he like works out and is healthy and whatever, but like it's one of those to where it's like the other thing I think is I do I do think that he is so competitive that it's natural it it what he's saying because a lot of coaches and I do this too every once in a while, but you kind of have to act the part just for a little bit, not always, but sometimes you don't have it or whatever or you're feeling a certain way and you don't kind of have that. If you look at any of the like post game, you know how sometimes they'll kind of show you the clips of him doing the post game stuff. He is in charge of that locker room. Like there is not another like, and the, you know he is in command. He is the leader. That he is. Yeah. It, it's just you don't see that all the time. And he's not like Torts, who's kind of like a, a dick about it. <laughs> but I love Torts. I love Torts. <laughs> I, I do. Love him. But I mean, I he's love. like, 
Yeah. You know, yeah. this is my way or the highway. Yeah. It, Rod's yeah. like, okay, I'll address it. And right. We'll, we'll take care of it as a team. And right. If there's issues. But, but if you look at back at, you know, some of the pe- uh, people that Rod Brindamore played for and with, like he's played with some great players. You know what I mean? Like he know he knows, you know what I mean? What it takes to kind of, because, you know, he wasn't, he, he was always a really, really good player, but he wasn't like the top level or whatever. But he always found a way to his work ethic. And that, I think that's what got him there. And I think that's what he's able to kind of share with his players is like, hey, it, you know, it, most of this is just work ethic and showing up on time and doing the right things. Right. He he was whatever they needed. Mm-hmm. Like if he wanted, if they needed him to play D, he'd play D. But I remember when Lindros was out and he was playing in Philadelphia, he was he was scoring goals. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever role, like that's just the person he is. And I think that's awesome. And yeah. that filters down, obviously, in his team that he coaches and they're all yeah. doing well. I think the only. The only thing that hinders that team is goaltending. Yep. It's just inconsistent. And yep. they do the A-B thing. And, mm. and and I would say that's similar to Colorado, although I think Grubauer has the most wins in the NHL right now, I'm pretty sure. But um, that's yeah. the only thing that kind of gets me with Colorado is every once in a while he can kind of flake out a little bit. But if they could get some some solid uh, solid D. But the other t- um, here's the other thing with Colorado. I know that this isn't – you guys don't care about them, but I do. That's one of those things, too, where Kale McCarr is about to start making a lot more money here pretty soon. Um, you know, there's certain things you can't – there's a reason why they you don't can't – last forever? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like it, – it's just like you have to enjoy it while it's there. And I feel like that's what I'm going to try and do this year is just see it all and just take it all in. Um, but there's no way that uh, – you know, and I think you got McKinnon's, con- McKinnon's contract, I think, is going to – and he says it'll take less money, but even with that um, – but it would just really – you know, I feel like I stuck around for most of when they were really, really bad – maybe I took a year off who knows but anyway I'm still a fan um, but it, it is really fun to uh, fun to see them right now but um, anyway so if we can kind of uh, just make like a little transition to like what we're doing now maybe who we're playing for in men's league I know Matt Taylor I kind of know some of this already but uh, Corby uh, you said you're on the ice two nights a week two, two skates a week two skate oh two skates a week okay. yeah so is this like two hours a week? No, I go to a draw, uh, like a stick, stick and puck, stick time. Okay, yeah. Every Thursday. Okay, this is Eulis at Eulis. Okay, twelve thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's usually Newman, me, Jonah, a guy named Parker. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, Parker. And then just whoever else is there. Sometimes we get a little four and four game going. Sometimes yeah. you just shoot the puck, you know. Yeah, but it's fun. Yeah, it's just. It's maintenance day. Yeah, Jonah's getting a lot better. I mean, he's been getting he's, a lot better, but, he, like, he's actually, like, I feel like a solid goalie now. Right, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he, like, is a legit, like, he, he does. Yeah, he's really good with all the hard shots. Yeah. Well, but the thing so is. I'm just, is, like, sneak through him, but it's not it's not his fault. But so. I also feel like, um, you know, there's some goalies that they start playing goalie, but then they start playing goalie, you know, because they just start playing goalie, you know, they're taking shots against, like, guys that don't know how to shoot the puck. And so it gets really hard to get good because you don't really know what shots look like. And then, you know, but like, since at least to my knowledge, as soon as Jonah was wanting to play goalie, he was like, all right, shoot on me. And it's like, it doesn't matter who it is or, you know, it could be you or Newman, both have good shots or whoever, but like he'll play wherever. And that's, that's the goalies that get good fast because they'll just play wherever, whenever, like all the time, doesn't matter who shoots hard, whatever. And the other thing too is he doesn't cower from the shots. Like you'll yeah. take one and he, he's not, he's not going to move at like, cause you see some goalies that are just starting even in their first few years and they just kind of like try and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of just, and they try and hide it a little bit, but it's like, no, you kind of ducked on that one. Like you kind of <laughs> didn't want that. What's cool too with, with Jonah is uh, our sponsor Rubes plays goalie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he came out the other day and he was teaching him so much stuff, like just little things. Yep. And it was so cool seeing 
one goalie teaching another goalie. Yeah. <laughs> like we're trying to play and he's just like, oh, just wait a few minutes. And yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like teaching him how to track and stuff. Yeah. Well, I was like, that's awesome. I don't know if you remember this though, but I, I went through this big whole thing where Jonah was tearing up my creases at the rink. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah. But he was tearing them up because he wasn't doing his pushes right. Like he was pushing from the toe of his goalie blade. Literally taking his toe and putting it toe down on the ice and pushing off there. So I'd go afterwards and, you know, our creases are probably an inch and a quarter, at least, if not more. Like the creases are usually the thick, you know, one of the thickest part, or not always, but with ours, they are, um, you know, one of the thickest. And it's like, okay, you're digging your toe down like over an inch into this ice. Like you are like, this should not look this way. So I was taking pictures. I got them on messenger. I'm like, Hey bro, we need to talk. This can't happen. Blah, 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 this, that. And so I messaged Rubes. I was on this tirade. I'm like, cause I was, it's one of those things to where once you kind of scar up that paint, it's like, oh, it's yeah, scarred, gotta, like yeah. it's scarred and it ain't coming out for a while. Like, and it's one of those to where it's like, this is not a fix. There's no fix for this. Like, it's going to look bad. Like, please stop doing this. But I got a hold of Rubes who had nothing to do with this whatsoever. I'm like, can you take Jonah aside? Can you talk to him? Can you, you know what I mean? Can you get him going? And uh, he did. And he took him aside and Jonah was, you know, he, he listened to me. And, and, and one of the reasons I respect Jonah is because the first time I talked to him about this, I wasn't very... I wasn't as nice as I usually am in real life just because I was so like whatever and I felt bad about it. And then once I kind of saw him like make those things and I've always kind of felt bad about it. But anyway, Jonah, uh, you're doing great now and uh, you're doing good. But uh, Matt Taylor, what's going on with you and the Seagulls? You, you're just a Seagulls guy, right? Uh, yeah. So yeah, no. Because we, I can't get you out there for drop-ins. Yeah. A lot of, he's a, he's a big like, yeah, drop-in. And I'm like, ah, yeah, work, work again, man. It's, yeah, work it's again. Tough. Yeah. It's, it's funny when somebody thinks their schedule is open and you can't double check to see if things are happening in their life, but you, yeah, I had this come up, which like is good like once or twice, but sometimes you get to like, how many times do things come up? Like, do I need to check on you all the time or, but sorry, Matt, you go ahead. Schedules are hard. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, no, we've, we've planned for the Seagulls. We've, more more or less, most of that team's been together mm-hmm. for almost uh, bits of us, you know, fifteen years now. Um, we played at U- we played at Duncanville, yeah, and then we moved to Euless, played at Euless for a long time, and and you know, guys have come in and out, but I mean, it's been it's been fifteen years with with almost a crew of those guys. It's, well, it's and, a lot of fun. And what I've done, I'm, I'm no longer coordinating my men's league team, but what I've tried to do is steal a bunch of your players. So that's why, I mean, but I kind of, I, I share, or shared, I maybe shared might be a better, you know, I tell them that, no, you should continue to play for Steven Seagulls, but you should also play with us. And if they decide that they'd rather play with us, then that's on them. But yeah, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those things that I think, and I think most of the guys on our team would, would agree, you know, we don't always, we don't always have to be the best. We like to win, obviously, you know, we're, we're hockey players. Yeah. But like, I think, I think we've got, you know, a pretty good group of guys that just like hanging out with each other and chirping mm-hmm. at each other, and um, you know, we've been doing it for so long. I don't think I don't think there's a ton of teams that have been together that long. Yeah, um, and that's I think that makes you know our team kind of special. Well, but it's, you're, it's a you're, good group of guys. You're my favorite team in that division in Mansfield. I don't know how that makes you feel. Oh, that's understandable. Like it's just you know, um, I really feel like there's a kind of a good. I almost kind of see the the Steven Seagulls kind of a farm team for event staff. I might not even call it that. Just kind of uh, like, we've got enough guys that have played both. Like, hey, I think let's so. just, uh, this guy's playing. Let's go Taxi squad. Yeah, let's go ahead. And, let's go ahead and move that guy up. Or you know, we so. are we are in in uh, attempts to get Steven Seagal involved somehow. Is, uh, is he on that? What's the thing where you can pay the cameo? Cameo. He may be. I need to do. I need oh, to you do something. Ple- would you, hey, if you email or not email, if you mailed him like a jersey and had him put it on there and like paid him a little bit extra, 
I think he has free time. We, maybe we can get all the listeners to to send an email to Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. Or tweet at him. Yeah, someone a, has to know him. Well, uh, but, this I following. I, but I don't know if we should use this platform to get your team. I, if anything, if I'm sending Steven Seagal anything, he's going to be like, face off, Spud. Yeah. You know, well, that, that's true, too. He can, do, he can do both. Well, we, just try and get him. Maybe we can I get mean, him on. If you pay him money, he's <laughs> yeah, going to yeah, say whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> Maybe we can get him, uh, get him on retainer here or something. Just, uh, um, But, you know, you, you have used his like, or what do they call it? The, what's his, the law term? The, like- the likeness. likeness yeah. of yeah, the likeness. Yeah, it was actually uh, Chris Perkins drew the original logo. Oh, so if anybody gets sued, it's going to be Chris gonna be Perkins. It's going to be Chris Perkins. I have his address if you need it. So Because this could, this could come back to bite us in the ass if we reach out to Steven Seagal. And he's like, "Oh well, what did you use my likeness for this?" I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of doing things until um, you're asked not to. Right. And yeah. so if he ever if he ever says, "Hey Matt, I need you to not use my likeness on a really cool seagull picture," yeah, I'll say okay. But we we did the same thing with Garth Brooks for a tournament team. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Garth Brooks on a jersey. We even had a, a cutout of him behind the bench. Right. Of course. That, that didn't make it after, out of the locker room after our last Probably game. Not, no. But um, but yeah, if if a celebrity ever comes and says, "Hey Matt." We need you to stop um, doing that. I I might, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe after like uh, consulting with your lawyer, or see how real it is. Yeah, um, I mean, because if it's just like an email or something, probably not real. But if it comes in like an envelope, probably real. Yeah, we've so, we've and we've been actually talking about um, a, a third jersey. Oh, uh, maybe reverse retro for Steven Seagal. Ooh, that'd so, be nice. So not, we're, that's in the works too. Not enough men's league teams are doing the whole re- <laughs> reverse retro thing. I feel like it's really just they've missed their opportunity to like spend money. Well, when you've been around, when you've been around this long, it's it's about time the fans demand it. Yeah, well, fan and, demands it, and, and that is that is true. Um, I haven't seen any fans in a while. I don't think any fans come to any of our games. Um, they're, every, watching, they're watching on Live Barn. Nah, every once in a while there's like one girl and it's like, oh, is somebody dating a new girl? You know what I mean? It's definitely not a wife. Like, none of your wives are here. Um, but this must be like, somebody started dating a girl and they're there. I, um, I tell you what, my wife, before we got married, came to every single hockey game I had for, we dated a long time, for mm-hmm. like 10 years. Every single game, didn't miss one. The second we got married, she hasn't been to, to a game since. Because she locked it down. <laughs> she locked it down. My wife, I was in – oh, we met in San Francisco, and she came to one of my games there. I got kicked out. I never, I don't get kicked out. I got kicked out. No, you out. don't. No, no. And then uh, she's been to two games down here, Yeah. and I've gotten kicked out both those games. Yeah. And it's not. It's because I'm yelling at the ref. It's, it's over something stupid too. It's, it's like offsides, or it's yeah. like I was like, just just do something simple. Just follow the rules. That's all. I yeah. have, you know. And and then uh, yeah. So I, she's not allowed to come anymore. Well, and then one time I messed up my knee. She had to come up there uh-huh. and help me. But uh, yeah, it's just bad news when she gets to the rink. So I'm just like, mm, you know what? Just yeah, stay get, home. Do whatever. Uh, but talk about uh, not relating whatever to whatever. But uh, uh, you know the game that we had against each other before we known each other. The one that we talked yeah, about. Yeah, I wasn't kicked out. So, I was coaching. so <laughs> I didn't get kicked out though. I just got a lot of penalties. Um, but the funny part about that is since I've been down here, um, when I first moved down here, uh, my mother was living in North Fort Worth. So I I was playing in that tournament. She really she hadn't seen me play since I was eighteen or whatever it was. But uh, she's like, wow, I might come check out a game. I'm like, okay, like, that's great. Like, I, okay, because she usually doesn't do that. But uh, it was at a different ring, and I don't know, she felt like coming. So then we play you guys. And I have literally just the worst game. I'm in the box the whole time or whatever. But here's how cool my mom is and how much hockey she's been around. Like, afterwards, she's like, oh, that was a rough one. I'm like, 
Yeah, it was like I definitely like you saw me like really just lose my cool and make a you know idiot out of myself. But she's like, well, okay, I'll get him next time. I'm like, oh, you just you're over this, aren't you? You're like, you know. So she was there, but I don't even think she was really uh, tuned into the whole thing. But that's uh, great advice, though, is it not? Yeah, she's like, like yeah, it's, it's, it's right, done, well, it's over, yeah, it's done, it's over with. And she's like, well, and she actually said she was like, well, they're pretty good. I'm like, yeah, no, don't, don't say that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm mad. <laughs> like, I don't like those guys. Well, like, well, they're a good play. They're a good team. Matt got kicked out the game in that same tournament against us that's true i didn't get kicked out i got like as many but, penalties as you can get without getting kicked out but yeah. i didn't actually get kicked out. i think out. the ref was like look we don't want to <laughs> let's just everyone go and do your own it's a but, fine line if you if you can if you can learn to work the penalties right before they got to toss you well that's, a, that's a, here's here's and we call this the matt taylor i think corby and i have talked about this actually i've talked about this with a lot of people um but what i would consider the matt taylor like if it was a sandwich on a menu would be Getting the penalty with just enough time left in the third that you were going to probably be off the ice anyway. That's fair. So you're really just cutting into your teammates' time because, like, know. there's somebody that Figure would. There's somebody that, like, let's say you get a penalty with like one minute and fifty six seconds left. Okay, one minute fifty six seconds left. You know you're going to sit anyway. But now let's say like there's a guy that's on your team. He's like, oh, I'm going to get one last shift, and he's really excited about it. And then you do the Matt Taylor, like I said, sandwich on a menu, uh, d- does the Matt Taylor. And he's like, ah, gosh, dang it. You know what I mean? So now he doesn't get to skate for two minutes. Um, so there might be a group of people out there that are like about to go out there really late in the third period. But they're like, oh, Matt's out there. The last two minutes, I'm probably not going to get to skate. And then you get a penalty and then they although, don't get to skate. Although I feel as I've gotten older, I get a lot tireder. Tireder? Is that, is that the correct More word? More tired. So, so I, I, I don't know if I'm ever out there at the end of the game anymore. I'm ready to, I'm ready to go no, home. No, you're not out there at the end. I agree. I, I, I agree. You're, you're not on the bench and you're not on the ice uh, towards the end of the game. I think you're, we're all green. Didn't you guys have like 100 and something penalty minutes in the last tournament? <laughs> we may have. We had a lot of hotheads on that team. It was, uh, well, it was the one they, they grouped us all in. Like yeah. we're playing A league teams and B league teams. Yeah, where we had to play some professionals. Yeah, some, yeah. Some legit. <laughs> no professionals were allowed NH- if you read the yeah. fine print. Oh, but yet, I, I did. I had a guy who had nine points against us. Yeah, I was like, "Where'd you play? Oh, Central League MVP." <laughs> cool. Penguins roster. What? Good job, Brad. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. And uh, and most of those guys don't get uh, or uh, I don't want to say that, but they don't get. Uh, they don't get looked at closely. You know what I mean? Because it's one of those where it's like, well, I'm gonna remember that. Like, well, just I, that's in my own, I feel like that's with hockey in general. Like you, sometimes you enter these tournaments, no specific tournament, but you enter these tournaments and it can be kind of uh, like, what, what, you know what I mean? Like how, what? Yeah. It's fun. Because those good guys, those good guys, sometimes they are not paying their fees. A hundred percent. Like hundred percent. Yes. Like they are, you get this guy, it's like that guy wouldn't have gotten out of bed and paid $200 to play hockey this weekend. Not a chance. I have the greatest time until I get shelled. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like. I have a guy that's like, yeah, I just kind of like got out here. But that's why I don't. Uh, yeah, I got the Houston Arrow AHL stickers. I just, yeah. they just told me to drive up this weekend. I don't know. They, they paid should for have, my hotel. They should at least dress down a little bit. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't like, you don't need to wear your sticker helmet. Like maybe, like, maybe you could like. like Is that your name on your stick? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> like custom skates. Well, that's cool. Uh, so what are we doing here? But uh, for the most part, uh, the tournaments are fun, but I always, um, I always kind of have this thing to where when I do the tournaments, I play like I used to when I didn't know. Because like when you guys were growing up, you played teams that you didn't know the other team. So you didn't care about them at all. Yeah. Like literally they were just like, I don't know. This might sound bad, but like you just didn't care. 
Like, you didn't care what you did. Like, you know, you didn't want to hurt anybody. I'll leave it at that. But at the end of the day, you're like, you're playing teams that are from out of town. Like, you don't care about them. Like, they need to not like you. And so, like, you know, when I play at my own home rink or whatever, it's like I know people on the other team. And I, you know, I like some of them. I don't like other ones. But I want everybody, for the most part, to kind of like me a little bit. And But when I do tournaments, it's like I don't care about any of these teams. And I I revert back to my old way of playing, which was actually very much like Matt Taylor plays now, Um, just of just being just a pest and just a... Maybe a little better at scoring, though? No, I didn't score very much at all. I was just mostly just... I passed the puck all the time and got some penalties every once in a while. I think that was really my legacy that I left behind. That was pretty much it. All my my teams are nervous. Like, six years in a row, we went to Colorado. We lost the first game every year. We didn't lose another game in the tournament. But since we lost the first game, we can't make the finals, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, So it's one of those things. And it's like, man, we're... Why do we suck the first game? Maybe and the nerves. We even exactly and, or and the air, the the, uh, the thin air. You got it. You got to get there here, Corby. You got to get there three days early and work yeah. out for three days straight. Well, we even tried the first a couple years. We didn't go drinking the night before. Yeah, and we still like like three or four soft goals. And we're like, yeah, we brought this. We brought a pro goalie in one year from yeah. uh, Sweden, <laughs> and he's from here. His name's Rhett, mm-hmm. and. uh he played for us, and he he's unreal. I think he only let in three goals whole tournament, and yeah. all three of them were the first game. Yeah, we lost like three to one. It's like, <laughs> what are we doing, man? But but I can but I, I can remember I can remember though because like our uh, whenever we would have tournaments in Colorado, we would get there at least a day early, and for some reason, our parents just kept like. Drink water, drink water. Like we drank so much water when we got up there. It's like, why are parents making us do this? Like drink more water. But they were like trying to get us right. And if you think about like that level of commitment, which I didn't realize at the time, but I realize now it's like, oh, you were spending like an extra day at a hotel just to get acclimated to the whatever. Like this is nuts. Like what were our parents doing? Yeah. Like, what, what, you know what I mean? like nowadays, kids are probably gonna have those masks. You know those elevation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just <laughs> everyone get, bring one of these to practice next week. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, the, I would say the training, and I felt like you know we were pretty serious or whatever. But the training now just seems crazy. And uh, one thing I will say that I'm not good at as a coach, I will say just as a heads up, my JV hockey team, Mansfield JV Bronze, we're three. We've won three games out of the last five. Okay. We were, we, were, we were, you know, we we had a rough start, and you know, we got some guys that have just kind of started playing hockey. Three of the last five boys. What do you think about that? Huh? That's awesome. Solid. Three Congratulations. Solid. Three, three of the last five. Thanks. I just wanted to. What's put that the bronze? Like, how many teams are there? So there's, uh, so in our, I want to say there's eight. I want to say there's maybe eight. I think that might be a guess, but it's somewhere around there uh, within the bronze division. So you have uh, JV bronze. JV Silver and JV Gold. It's like 5A, 4A. Like so, football, like, or? so Mansfield has, uh, so Mansfield has three high school teams. So they have, uh, um, God, I forgot if varsity's in gold or silver. They're going to kill me for this, but I can't remember. But varsity's in either gold or silver. Uh, we have a JV Gold team and then we have a JV Bronze team. So I'm the head coach of the JV Bronze team. So there's a lot of kids that, and they're great kids. And, you know, I, I, really love and appreciate uh, most of them uh, at this moment. Um, but it's one of those things to where a lot of those kids have kind of just started playing in the past few years. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but they want to kind of play more competitive. They want to play check because if they were to play, um, you know, DSMHL or whatever, that's no checking. So even though they're they're of age to check, 
you can't do that in regular hockey. This is a great platform, right? Man. So it's like it's 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 still real hockey because they're having to learn how they can't do all that stuff before. There's so many kids that started this year thinking oh, I could stick handle this that, but it's like yeah, but you do it with your head down and you get smoked all the time. You know what I mean? So it's one of those like you actually have to teach them like okay, these things don't work. I know you think they do because they did before you you were able to get rocked, but now that you can get rocked, like it, it humbles everybody. So now everybody's kind of like more humble. Um, I can't remember the original train I thought I was on, but now we're on to my high school team. So now we're, we're here now. Um, so we're going to stay here. But anyway, uh, we had a game uh, this past Sunday against uh, Allen and we beat them. And so, yeah, so we won three of the last five. And it's really tough um, kind of trying to get through a season where the kids are new to hockey and they're not finding success at the beginning. But you haven't had enough time to kind of like we were talking about with the GMs. You haven't had enough time to get your system in place and to get kids working, to get kids doing what they want. And it's like, just give me a little bit of time. Like, if we get to the end of the year and you don't see it the way that I see it, then that's fine. But I'm confident that we can get these kids where they need to be. So the fact that we won the last three, the last five, I just feel like it's kind of been like, uh, not to be whatever, but even as a coach, you have a little bit of a chip when your parents are like, oh, like, whoa, you know, we're just not going to win. It's like, no, give them time. Like, everything needs time. Like if you, if you see, instead of looking at the games, look at the practices or, you know what I mean? Look at how they're getting better. Cause I know they're getting better, but sometimes even though they're getting better, we're playing a team that has more skill than us. And that's just the bottom line. They just, we're playing a team that's more skilled, but what you're looking at is a score. And I'm looking about how they played that team. That's better than us. And the way that we played that team that was better than us is fine for me because they went out and they did what I have asked them to do. And sometimes those parents' opinions are like, well, you're not really a part of our team. The, our, the kids know what's going on. I know what's going on. And I don't care about what you think. I care about what they think. I care about what my assistant coach thinks. That's what I care about. And so kind of I'm at this place now to where I'm like, okay, like where? Because I don't know what parents they are. All I hear is, well, there's some parents. So it's one of those where like now everybody's like, yay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Who's after Stars off, fan four. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Saying, yeah. 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 <laughs> Mansfield coach doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. But yeah. Ha. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just one of those to where it's like, and I don't even need to know, but it's just one of those where it's like, all right, like you want to say that teams don't belong here. Why don't you ask those teams that are below us? You know what I mean? Go talk to them because you don't need to talk to me. Like send your emails elsewhere now, you know? So it's kind of like, and I'm, I'm trying to teach or teach my kids this, but like, Playing with a chip on your shoulder is not a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's got me pretty far. Like, I don't know how you guys have been, you know, in your playing careers, but just kind of having that little bit of a chip, it's like, man, that, I don't know. Like, you just want to prove people wrong. Just, I don't know. But that's the, way, want, that's the way I feel like my kids are. I want Jake Ottinger to have that chip. Yeah, yeah. I want him to be like Gibson in yeah. Anaheim. Yeah. I think he's he looks, he plays like him to me. He looks like him. But Gibson's got that Jim Morrison yeah, 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 yeah. attitude going. I, <laughs> I, I think if Ottinger could... Yeah, that'd be sick. It would be not so. And here's the other thing, because I would, uh, and I don't know if this is a good uh, way to liken him. I've almost likened Gibson to like uh, Matt Stafford at some points. You know what I mean? Why? Because he's awesome. But he's it, just on a bad team. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like <laughs> well, Stafford got traded. So. Well, I know, but that's kind of you know what I was leaning to. It's like, man, like I don't know, because at this point, I don't think there's anybody in Anaheim that's willing to sit around and be like, nah, like this is we're good with what we had. It's like, no, like this is going to take some time. But we got some good players in the pipeline though. That Zegers. Yeah, yeah, and- yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, they had the, you're talking about the kid, the, yeah, from Trevor, USA? Yeah. Zegers, yeah. Oh. Did you see a shootout move? Yeah. In the HL? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Did you see that chip that he had? He just walked back to the bench, like, and that, he scored on, like, a 12-year vet like, yeah. goal. Like, yeah. Like, no, he, no, he, uh. I was like, uh, someone's going to check the shit out of him next, sorry, yeah. next game. No, it it's one like, of those, like, uh, and not to be whatever, but 
you know what I mean by like roller hockey moves. You know what I mean? Like there are certain things that he does that are like roller and they're like work for him. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's like, and, oh, yeah. And has. you're looking at guys that look how he dominated that tournament. Mm-hmm. And look at like Stutzla, who's playing for Ottawa. Like Zegers outplayed him. And yep. Zegers outplayed Byram. And those guys are in the NHL and they're doing well in the NHL. So uh-huh. it'd be cool if they just gave him the keys and said go. Yeah. But. Maybe they don't want to because he's... Well, maybe they don't need it yet. You know what I mean? Like, they kind of know that... They need something. <laughs> well, but if you know, if you know that even with him, you're not going to get to where you want to go, then maybe do you hold it back a little bit? That's true. So you, you know know don't mean? get used to... But did you see the swagger he had, the chip oh, on he, his shoulder no, during the know, whole tournament? He, but he like, knows. He'd score a goal and he'd look at the camera like, what's up? Like, oh, no, he... Yeah, no. I put that in that one inch little hole right there. But yeah. I mean, but at the same time, like, that's what I want. Like, I want that. Like, as long as you can control that... And you know, to a degree, like, you know, like you have this swagger, but like, don't make it a thing. Like, don't, don't make, don't make other teams want to hate you. You know what I mean? Like, don't do that, but have that confidence. Cause like, you don't necessarily, since he hasn't really played an NHL game yet, there's a certain point where it's like, you can swagger here, but when you get here, let's tone it down just a bit. Cause if not, it's not going to go. He's going to have Getzloff though. That's true. Out for him. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's a scary man. Hey, he is a scary man. So he, he, yeah, he, he is a scary man. <laughs> uh, and real quick, I think that maybe this might be the last thing we'll talk about before we get to the shout outs. But, uh, I did want to talk about, and this is perfect leading in Corby. Um, but I wanted to talk about that USA Canada game. Yeah. I felt like, and I, I don't usually say this about teams. Um, but I was talking about how that, no team on earth, I believe, for the most part, would have beat that USA team that night out there on the ice. I, It was kind of, to me, like the stars in the cup final. Yeah, I want USA to win. Yeah, I want Dallas to win. But the other teams go on too, right? Like Canada's got too many good players. And then you watch that game and you're like, oh, man, like what happened? <laughs> every, I'll tell you what happened is it seemed like every single player on USA bought in and did it. You know what I mean? Every single little one. things, yeah. And it was the little things. And Corby, we talk about this too. But it's sometimes just knowing your role and being a part of it and not trying to do too much to like just playing. The, it was just, it was just the perfect hockey. And it, it looked like well coached hockey. It looked like everybody bought into whatever was going on and they just, it, there was no hesitation. There was no, it was just, we're going to go out and bang. Like, I, I almost want to know what that pregame speech was or what, you know what I mean? Because yeah. they just seemed jacked. They seemed completely electric. Every person that touched the puck was completely confident with it. There was no second guessing. Like, I just don't believe any team on earth would have beat that team that night. I don't think so. Yeah, and then the Spencer Knight, the goalie, you know, oh, they were hyping up the goalies and they were hyping up the Levi goalie like, oh, man, he's so good. And yeah. he was a seventh-round pick and he's outplaying this first-round pick. And then with the defense, then you got Byram, you got, you know, what they have, 16 first-round picks or yeah, something, yeah. great 12, something like that. And it's just like. it was the, they, they said it was the best uh, junior Canadian team that ever been put together. Right. Ever. Think yeah. about that. And but they were pumping the tires. Like yeah, those yeah, teams yeah, were sure. when they were beating the the lower seated teams, they beat Germany by what, ten? Mm-hmm. But Germany had half their team out. Yep. Uh with the COVID protocol. And then I think Cousins had like eight points that game or something, or six points. And then they're pumping him up like Cousins leading the tournament and scoring. And it's like, yeah, but Zegers is kind of doing it right. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Cousins buried Six in one game. Right, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, kind of, yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. Zegers guy's putting in highlight real goals. Yeah, yeah. Not like yeah. shooting on yeah. 
a tier three junior <laughs> goalie or whatever. Right. But, they just have, yeah. Yeah. And with it, with a team with two lines, yeah. like, can you imagine, could you imagine being like that team, Germany? Like, no. But, uh, yeah, they were, they were awesome. Yeah. Like, it was, it was just awesome to watch. And I, I kind of felt the same way. I'm like, man, I hope this works out. I hope they give it a good shot. Um, but with how talented Canada was, I was just like, look, I understand if this doesn't work out well for us. Um, but that was nice. Um, well, hey, so we are, if you can believe it or not, um, I do have to, before we get into the shout outs though, I do have to talk about, oh, uh, Matt Taylor has been wearing skates. Uh, we're in the studio. He's been wearing skates for, would you say, what, an hour? Yeah, exactly an hour. And exactly an hour. So he's been, he's trying out these uh, new true skates. Yep. So they're true skates. He's going to try these true skates out. And uh, how, uh, after an hour, how do they feel good? They feel really good. I've, I've only, you know, I'm one of these guys that's, you know, only skated in one, you know, brand of skates my whole life. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I tried them on and they feel really good. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to give them a go, yeah, so lose some money. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. So yeah, Matt Taylor uh, needed some new skates and he's going to uh, try these, uh, try these out here. But, um, well, I think you look good in them, Matt. I think, I, they, think, I think they're the fast skates. I've always wanted to be fast, so I think these will make me fast now. We're trying to, yeah, so we're trying to get Matt Taylor to become faster. So instead of putting in any sort of, like, you know, work or anything, we're just going to yeah, change. Skates. So, the, so they're miracle skates. Yeah. Is that what so we're yeah, trying to yes, oh, yes, cool. yeah. so, uh, Miracles. We can rub some, you know, fairy dust on them or the, the tears of Sidney Crosby I or something. Do think, Rocket, maybe? Yeah, I do think that your your work effort can stay the same and you will get faster by wearing those skates. That's science. That is just science. If they're, hey, if they're even a little bit lighter than your last skates, you'll then be I, even lost a weight, little actually. bit faster. There you go. Quick feet. You know, so that's what we're looking for. But uh, uh, Matt Taylor, we'll, uh, we'll check back in, you know, here in a couple of weeks and see how these, uh, how these skates worked out for you, though. I see a lot more people in them these days. And I've always just been kind of like, a, you know, old school Bauer guy, but that's also just because those are the only ones that I ever try on, the only ones I ever put in. I also skate in my skates for like a decade until they just completely fall apart. So I've worn like two pair of skates in, uh, I don't know, last like 15 years. But uh, I do get, you know... These new skates, they look nice. And I'm just, every once in a while, I kind of just peek my head around. Um, but anyway, so you both, usually we have guests on here that they don't know about the shout out. They're kind of confused. I have to, you know, I have to essentially guide them. I have to give them kind of like a map of like how to navigate this uh, shout out. Um, this is usually a point of drama or a point of, uh, you know, it's just, it, it's, a, it's a point where everything gets really weird. But you guys already know this layout, Okay. So there's really no excuses for you to A, not be prepared for this, or B, just like, I don't know, just not have something good. You know what I mean? Like, and the thing is, you've both, here's the good part, Steve. They've both already done their families. They can't do them again. They've already been on the episodes. They've already shouted out their families. That means that they have to have a person, a place, a thing, a mantra, an emotion, a... Anything they got. They have to have something else besides your families because that's what everybody falls back on. You guys don't have that anymore. And I've talked long enough because I'm trying to buy you guys some time to think about what you're going to say. So if you don't have anything, I don't know if you're ever going to be invited back to the face off spot. I'll let you guys decide who wants to go first. I guess. I was actually, this is is a scapegoat here. Mm -hmm. We were actually talking about this before. Um, I'll shout out one of Mansfield's finest citizens. How about that? Uh, I'll give a shout out to my good buddy Milt Heifel. Milt Heifel, there we oh, go. I will, let me tell you about Milt, Milty, as we call him. Um, I, I don't know if anybody calls him that. We don't. Okay, but you do. I I do now. Yeah, well, it, that's the thing. Um, we could start things. 
I, I sent a message to Milt the other and I said, hey, Milt, I need my skates sharpened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about the high school kid up front. Can you, can you handle it? No, it's just a machine, obviously, yeah. but I still want that personal touch. And Milt was like, yeah, I got your back. Mm-hmm. Brought him up there. He came up, put him in the machine, personal touch, looked at him, said, no, I need to fix him again. Put him back in there. Give him that personal touch that you won't yeah. get, you won't get from, from, yep. from anybody else. Mm-hmm. So, so Milt Highfill for all your, uh, your Sparks machine skate sharpening needs. Hey. Um, A1 professional. Hey, and one thing I have to say is like, uh, Matt, when you come to Mansfield, you know, Milt is a friend of yours. I'm a friend of yours. You know, we're going to try and make sure we set you right. If you're to go to one of these other places, they might send you in the wrong direction. You know what I mean? Like this guy, you know, and nobody wants that. No, no you, you you want your skates nick free. You want that. You want that edge real crisp. Yeah, it's it's just gonna be. You just gotta come to where just come, find milk. Come to where you're loved uh, for the for milk for the for the sparks and the Mansfield. Uh, find milk so that way you don't have to reach out to me. Okay, that sounds good. We're 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 winner winner chicken dinner. Corby. So if you want your skates fixed after Milt <laughs> or anybody at Star Center messes them up, I sharpen skates yeah. out of my garage. Yeah, I got a couple machines. I got you a do? sharp. Oh. Is that serious or are you joking right now? Uh, but yeah, so anyway, if Milt messes up your skates or if any of the Star Center staff does or, you know, just hit me up. I'm sure there's a link somewhere. Well, so and, I mean... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I oh. didn't mean to interrupt. But uh, I, I've actually, Marcus Ortiz yeah. would like to recant his statement about I never cooked for him. I thought this uh, was going to be a point. I saw this on Facebook. I text him. Did this cause drama? Oh, yeah. Huge drama. Yeah. I, I text him immediately. Like, what do you mean I never cooked for you? I, I'd make him steak. I, anything oh, I on the barbecue? Yeah, yeah, chicken? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Whether he was there eating it, uh-huh. I don't know. He'd come, come in at night yeah. and, you know, eat. But... Uh, no, I cooked for him a lot, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so, Marcus apologized to me privately. Okay. So, is publicly. it so, 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 and did he publicly too? Oh, he, yeah, he, I could, guess so, he could, yeah. yeah. Well, so here, here's the thing. So, I got, I got two different ways to go about this. Um, so we changed the rules for the shadow. So, the shadow has to be positive. So, I felt like that was not very positive. So, you have to regroup. All right. But I have something to add on to that. So, I'll talk for a little bit. You think about your next shadow. Okay. So I will say that the way that I perceived it when Marcus was saying that, although uh, factually incorrect, I felt like what he was trying to say is that he had to kind of learn some things about living life because there wasn't like a whole family around. You know what I mean? Like there were times that he may have, and I'm just trying to make it easier for him to seem not whatever. But I feel like that's that's what I got from, from him saying that was just like, oh, like I just, I had to really learn how to, Grow up on my own a little bit because it was just me and Corby. So although he was factually incorrect and I'm, you know, but when, when you get to talking in the podcast, sometimes your, your brain just kind of flops yeah. around. Sometimes yeah. I listen to my episodes and I'm like, what did I say? I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, why did I say that? I don't know. Um, but anyway, so like I'm going to try and stick up for Marcus because my plan is to have him, I want to have him back on when he's like in town. Okay. Because sometimes you talk to these guys on the phone and it's like, well, like, I really had a great conversation. Like, I didn't, I don't know you or I didn't see you, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So now you want to get meet these guys even more. So that way, you know, there's a real, you know, kind of I'll whatever. I'll but, call them out to his face. Then. Well, no, hey. I'm just, I'm just joking. That was a joke. Was no, a joke. No, 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 no. But uh, Mar- Marcus was a great guest. He, he was running a couple of errands during the episode though. So we had to uh, kind of make that work. But uh, all right. Well, so you guys good on your, your shout outs? No. Matt, Ta- Matt Taylor just took his face Oh, wait, no, sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry. So what, what I'm going to shout out to my men's league team. We didn't, we didn't get into this we just said we only skate once at the stick time but yeah, we, i yeah, play friday nights in the farmer's branch sea league it's mm-hmm. actually getting better 
Well, I mean, Farmers A is really, really, really good. So the Sea League's borderline, like it's good. Well, it's the, a lot the, what, I've, what I've always heard about Farmers is that like every, you should shift everything down from every uh, every other rink that you go to. I could kind of see that. Like so, like they're they're I played the, B the, at Euless too, and yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. Jonah's uh, filled in a few games for us. Yeah, but, uh, I think we're. Two and two now. That's good. Started out 0 and two, and then yeah. anyway, Team Motive. Uh, yeah. Shout out to them. And then uh, my wife just texted me that uh, Eben lasted 20 minutes in the pool today. So shout out for shout out Eben, her and him and him or her and her. Yeah, uh, he had to get out because they pool pool closed at 4:30. Oh, so it, well, they maxed out their time. Yeah, they just so, they didn't have any other option or any choice so, except yeah. to get out. So maybe we'll freeze that pool next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just <laughs> saying. I do. On I do think it's funny, and I also like and you know. Because it's like, hey, like, I'm going to go, you know, do the podcast. So part of it's like, oh, that's something you want to do. So then she does something she wants to do. And she's like, well, I'm going to go uh, brainwash our child into liking water. You know what I mean? That's so that fine. it'll play our sport. That's fine. I, hey, <laughs> it's all good. He's doing something. No, I, 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 I jest. I jest. Um, all right. Well, uh, guys, I really appreciate you uh, coming on the show. Um, I do. I like, ha- like I said, I said this at the beginning of the episode, I like having new guests on. I like meeting new people, but like sometimes it's just kind of good to like regroup with the fellas. And I know that sometimes our schedules are all busy. Um, but when we can get together like this, um, I always end up having a lot of fun. So I appreciate you guys coming on and, um, yeah, thank you. Thank Absolutely. You. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and give my shout out here and uh, my shout out, it's going to be for opening up some rinks again. Okay. So I am involved obviously in the rink industry and there's a situation right now, which is going on obviously, which is COVID, which is a very serious, very real thing. But I, in my opinion, believe that ice rinks have been, um, kind of targeted unnecessarily as being, uh, you know, places where, you know, this is spreading, whether or not be, uh, and I don't know whether or not a lot of people in Texas know this, but there are states that do not have open rinks right now. Okay. Um, There's a bunch of other things that you can go do uh, as far as like spreading this. My biggest thing is these kids are going to have to fill that with something else. And if you don't have anything else to fill that with, I think that this is really kind of a huge detriment. If you open up an ice rink, the only people that are going to go to that ice rink are people that know the risk of going to that ice rink. They've decided that that's a risk that they're willing to take. They're going to go to that ice rink and they're going to play the sport that they have been playing for however many years. Okay. When you think about an entire state and how many people are involved in the game, it gets really difficult for people to tell other people and businesses that they a, can't open and that nobody can skate. Uh, just within the ice rink industry, I have a lot of friends that I consider uh, family. So many people are out of work. Um, this has kind of gotten to the point to where you have to allow people um, to have freedoms that they are sharing with other people. Everybody that goes to an ice rink understands that there is a chance of, of, of COVID uh, uh, being, being spread. But the, at this point, this is a, a situation to where those people that go to that rink, they have kind of, uh, they've thought about that already. And it is worth that for their kids not to be stuck at home in front of a TV that n- they never see their friends. They have no social contact with anybody that they care about. Um, sometimes I just think that you have to understand that there's no perfect situation, um, but you have to think about what's best for these kids. So 
a lot of the, everybody in Texas, I mean, I feel like we're very lucky that we've got to continue to do uh, what we love and what we enjoy. But um, I mean, if you look around, um, especially in Canada, this is really where most of this is going on. But in Canada, they're shutting hockey down. Kids don't know what to do. Um, and, you know, at, at the end of the day, I'm not trying to say whatever, but we have to allow these kids to continue to live their lives in a certain aspect and closing down rinks. And instead of just applying simple logic and rules um, as far as being clean and safe and, and kind of doing some of the things that you need to do um, in order to do this safely, we've just decided that we're just going to cancel everything and we're going to close all the rinks. Um, there's a bunch of rinks that are actually taking their ice out. Um, so every, um, Every team that that shares that ice, um, everybody that works in that rink, everybody, they're just out of commission. Um, people are out of work. Um, it's just really kind of to the point where this is a real thing. It's a real disease, but we need to give people the freedoms to kind of um, do what they need to do in order to make money to feed their families. Um, I don't know. That's just the way I feel. Anyway, um, guys, we have, well, actually, Matt Taylor's here. I usually have this Matt Taylor list of things to do, but now Matt Taylor's here, so he can tell you all about the uh, places to find the podcast. You haven't done this yet, have you? I haven't had to actually do this. Oh, Wait yeah. To, so this is the Matt Taylor list. Spot. This is the Matt Taylor list. I've called it the Matt Taylor list, and now Matt Taylor is here, so he gets to do the and list. And I'm going to forget something. See? Because it's easy to forget. Matt Taylor moment. I'll let you know. I'll let you know if you forget anything. All right. So you can find us on uh, faceoffspotpodcast.com. Yeah. I usually say it really slow. I go... Faceoffspotpodcast.com. Uh, it's a fantastic website. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you can find us on Instagram, faceoffspotpod. On Instagram, we share pictures of our show, and that's really about it. We should probably do something better. Yeah, we'll do something more. Um, we've also got a, a Patreon to mm-hmm. kind of help fund some of this. We don't have any subscribers yet, but we're but, working on it. But we, we, got are, some ideas. We, are, we are working on it. We have some uh, kind of cool ideas with some extra content. That would only be available possibly on the Patreon. Um, and, and you can always reach out to us, you know, through the website or through Facebook. You know, we're, if you have somebody in mind that you think would be a good guest, let us know. I think that's a big thing. Um, or you're going to get me and Corby on for the rest of the year. Yeah, no, nobody, nobody wants have you on every week, you know. Just, hey, let's just <laughs> talk about, you know, hey, hey there's, there, there's tons of other podcasts that just do that. So, you know, why not? Um, is that it? Did, did I finish them all? I don't know. Th- see, here's the thing. When you do that, when you finish the Matt Taylor list, you look at Steve and go, hey, Steve, did we do the list? Spotify, Apple. Uh, oh, and you can find us on pretty much everywhere you get, you we, get podcasts. We, we missed Apple, didn't we? iTunes. iTunes, yeah. We missed iTunes. Okay. It's huge. Well, you know. It's huge. That's why, that's why we got four people in the studio today, so we don't, uh, don't miss anything. But uh, all right. Well, for everybody listening, uh, always appreciate the listens. Uh, episodes out every Thursday. I'm going to go back to saying that again. I know we missed a couple of weeks, but we're doing it every Thursday now. Um, I already have the guest lined up for next week. Great guy. I'm really excited to have him on, so uh, we're good to go. But anyway, uh, please subscribe, do all the fun things, follow us, and uh, we'll check you next Thursday. All right, later, guys.